Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up? How are you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's really, really hot in Texas. I don't know how it feels where you at, but it, it's, it's hotter than hot. <laughs> yeah, it's, For it's, real. it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nice up here. So, you know, I got no complaints. You trying your best to stay cool? Yes. Staying hydrated. I actually have thermos of water. Okay. You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Awesome. You said uh, what? You said you had your um. Oh, I have my water right here. Cool, cool, cool. All right, so you ready to begin once again? Absolutely. Um. Oh. So, before we get into it, because I know I'm probably gonna forget, this is Black Breastfeeding Week, which okay. is the last week of the month of. And the reason why we uh Can you hear me? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. You said we just gonna keep it going. You said it's the last week of Black Breastfeeding Week? Okay, so Black Breastfeeding Week is going to be the last week in Black well, I'm sorry, not Black, but Breastfeeding Month. So we specifically took a week out to highlight Black women who breastfeed because we have really low numbers of Black women who breastfeed because of just the stigmatism uh, of breastfeeding, especially Black women who breastfeed um, we've all heard the stories about how women are treated out in public when they try to feed their own child. Um, right. But also because of the lack of resources, um, the lack of access, the lack of education, and also how they really don't even try to help initiate Black women into breastfeeding when you have your baby. They, they just try to push like formula and bottles on you. So um, Black Breastfeeding Week was created by Kimberly Sales Ehlers, Kadita Green, and Ananya Sangodele. Uh, okay. And these three women, you know, they were like, we need to highlight just, you know, how Black women, how, you know, even when it comes to breastfeeding, we face discrimination and racism and uh, a lack of support. Wow. Yeah. So that is from August 25th to August 31st. Okay. All right. All right. To all the black women that's listening, August 25th to August 31st. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Just some information for y'all if y'all listening. So... Yes, yes. So when we picked up, well, let me introduce you once again to the listeners that's listening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cool Podcast with the Cool Brother Show. Once again, I have my special guest for part two of the interview she did last Thursday, Miss Amara Ali, a.k.a. The Goddess in Me. Go follow her on Instagram, The Goddess in Me, and also her other page sister yoni if you want to learn more about breastfeeding doula and all that good stuff so go follow those two pages on instagram very informative so now when we when we was talking on last week um what was you discussing telling me about um so basically we were talking about just um about how the medical institution is also systemically racist yes. and um, how just like we deal with systemic racism with these police and, mm-hmm. and with um, the justice so-called justice system mm-hmm. which is 
you know, no no justice at all. But nope. we also, I just don't understand, like, why, if we face racism in every other aspect of our lives, why wouldn't we face it in the medical system? Like, it amazes me how a lot of Black people refuse to believe, you know, that these medical institutions never had love for us and never, you know, they're not here for our safety. Because you have to remember, the Hippocratic Oath has been around for a long time. So Mm -hmm. you had white doctors taking the oath to do no harm for years, but they've been doing harm to black people for centuries. Right. Definitely. Definitely. But um, let's see. We also spoke about uh. We we all um we um we spoke about Planned Parenthood that yes, races as woman. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Her and that damn Planned Parenthood and how you know all those Planned Parenthood spots is in the hood. You know, I believe that wasn't no accident whatsoever. That was all planned. So. All planned. Parenthood, of course. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Very planned. So we talked, we discussed that. And of course, COVID 19 and the Delta variant, we talked about that. So, yeah, we talked about a multitude of things. Very informative. So, so I'm, re- I'm ready for round two. I'm ready for round two. So, you know, you can take it away, whatever you want to discuss. Okay, just to touch back since we did bring up Margaret Sanger. So um, just to go a little deeper and expound more on Margaret Sanger, just recently, last year, a lot of the clinics have started to take her name off of the Planned Parenthood clinics. And, you know, she has a lot of other clinics that aren't Planned Parenthood named after her because they view her as a feminist activist who was all about birth control but she was more than that she was also a eugenicist so mm-hmm. um literally um she the whole reason why she even um uh, was inspired to spread birth control was literally to improve the human race through planned breeding based on genetic traits so you know at first you're like oh that doesn't sound racist but when you when you're looking at so what and who are you trying to improve you know what i'm saying and um and and it's just like you said the planned parenthoods are always in the hood because Mm -hmm. she targeted low-income black minority and immigrant women because Mm -hmm she felt that they were you know undesirable literally and you know she felt like they shouldn't be reproducing because of course these groups also had the highest records of reproduction and you know she she felt that they were producing more and more undesirable people and genetic traits Mm -hmm. um and you know all of that you know trying to make her some kind of feminist hero like you know she was such an advocate for reproductive health when in all actuality her motives were racially motivated you know she was Mm -hmm. racially motivated she she didn't do it for the good of all women she literally got involved in reproductive health because she was trying to literally stop black women now they to to make it because they never want to whenever it comes to black people they they never uh, they try to make it seem like it's not about race like oh no she wasn't just racist she had a problem with you know other racial groups and immigrants and low income people but you know no. what? She specifically targeted black people. Exactly. 
So it's always so, about race. Exactly. So I don't, yeah, I, I don't need y'all to try, but they always want to throw in all those other words like minority and low income because then it includes other people. But she was specifically trying to curve and um, diminish the reproductive numbers of black women. Specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just so amazing. Like we said, we also touched on the fact that she even spoke at KKK rallies, um, mm-hmm. specifically for the women. And you know, they, if they're think about it, if their whole premise of their organization is this so-called white superiority and based on this pure white race, she she ties in perfectly with that because eugenics eugenics is all about this so-called purification of the human race when all yeah. and, and all that is is codified language basically saying if you're not white then you're degenerate and impure and inferior mm-hmm. yep. yep and it, and, and it's amazing that it's taking it took all this time for people to actually get to this you know, like now y'all finally taking her off of like now they now they want to divest from Margaret Sanger. But mm-hmm. the thing was, Margaret Sanger never hid her racism. No, not at all. She never hid it. It was the people who came after her who had their own motives. And so they they that's why they they focused on her oh well Margaret Sanger is all about you know feminism and reproductive rights and reproductive health and they literally tried to erase her whole racist background um but Sanger literally believed that it was possible to create a better human race basically meaning (laughs) like she felt like it was literally possible to to get rid of black people that's literally mm-hmm. what it was and not just by health like it wasn't just about like so called healthier she meant morally better right because Definitely. she tried to put that in there too cause you know they always try to associate immoral behavior and attitudes with black people mm-hmm. um it's just it's just amazing just like uh how like how much they try to uh um whitewash and and they try to like soften and gloss over her racist history when she right. specifically was yes she was she was trying to erase black people and she a lot of people don't realize that she reached out to black ministers and pastors in order to do this but she used it she used language to where it seemed like she was trying to help like oh well you know um, to help you know with the, the numbers in the community because yes poverty was an issue especially for um, back back then when you literally do you still have people sharecropping in some parts of the country and um, you know back when people had 13, 16 children and couldn't afford them so her her uh, reasoning was she was doing it like it was to help black people because you know so you're not overburdened with too many children that you can't take care of but it was actually quite the opposite. Right. Definitely. And so she used these so-called black leaders and ministers to convince black women that they need birth control. And part of the reason why she became like such a so-called like figure for uh, reproductive rights was because she claimed she was trying to give black women the same access to birth control as white women. And she um, supposedly, like, you know, making it seem like it was a positive thing. Like, oh, I wanted it to be 
easily accessible and you know not as expensive for everyone right but um it's funny how people really try to um defend her behavior and try to rewrite history and they make excuses and they say no she wasn't racist you know she just um she was just so devoted and you know driven to providing birth control and and reproductive rights to all women that you know she just she just you know she partnered with anybody I'm like you know what Right. I know a lot of people who are motivated and focused and driven, but they didn't team up with the KKK to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, it's, it's it's just an excuse. They're always and, trying to excuse um the, these people, especially I know it's with white women. We we love giving in the giving them the benefit of the doubt, like they're not just as racist or even more racist than white men. Like white men single handedly created racism, and they didn't. They had help. Oh yeah, of course, of course, of course. And and also, I just want to throw out: don't forget, Hillary Clinton was a huge fan of Margaret. Yes. Some people don't know that. Yes, yes. She she quotes Margaret Sanger a mm-hmm. lot, and she also talks. And she said this in several different interviews. She talks about how much she admires Margaret Sanger. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you got to like side, give her the side eye, like, oh, okay, so what what are you admiring? And you, and you know, she, and you know, she, she kind of fell in line with how Margaret tried to depopulate black people, you know, with the, with the whole Haiti situation. Oh, absolutely. All of those, all that money, but not just money. Everybody forgets, we, let's. still there still there but um the Haiti situation it's like uh-huh. they they made what they made not just money but people and children disappear cause like every time there are like these huge disasters we end up with a lot of orphan children and then mm-hmm. um you know, then you don't hear any more about them, and it's uh, and it, it's just sad because it's like that goes to show you just how much like these so-called white liberals with these white savior complexes—they don't really care. You know, they like to give the illusion of care when they're really just coming into the situation to benefit themselves. Right. How's that? And still to this day, they like they the Clintons raised all that so-called money, but how many houses, how many facilities, you know, did they build in Haiti? What did they actually do for Haiti? Nothing. Yeah, nothing. But just they, like the American, just like the American Red Cross, they ain't do thieves, a damn thing. Thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all to that all about money. The, Right. And then, then they really tried to like, oh, like, um, cause what millions of that money, like millions of dollars went into so-called running the organization and the infrastructure of the organization. It was just like blatant lies and disrespect. Right. Definitely. Most definitely. And to all my black people that's listening to all my melanated people, don't, don't, don't donate to American Red Cross because they treated Haiti dirty. Please don't. Yes, if so you that, actually want to help, do not donate to the Red Cross. They it, it, are a, a private nonprofit, so all of their like, even though they're supposed to be transparent with the way they spend their money and the way they raise their money, they aren't, and they're always lying about it. Yes. Yes, and if you want to donate, my people, if you want to donate, go follow the good brother Pro Black Thought. He has an yes. organization. I don't, I can't pronounce it, but I know you, you can pronounce it. It's linked on his Instagram page. He's a good brother. Go follow his page. He, he's a lover of his people, lover of black woman, just like me. You know, 
this brother pro black thought shout out to him he do a lot for us for our people yeah. here in the caribbean and africa go follow that man's page and the link for yeah. his um organization is on his bio so if you want to donate go follow that brother the link for his donation website is on his bio page so please you will not be disappointed he's a good brother and shout out to pro black thought shout out to him hope you listening good brother shout out to you my man yes yes so uh, the hell with american red cross they some crooked thieves crooked bastards so absolutely yeah. Yes, yes, and oh man, so yeah. Um, excuse me. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You 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 guess. You guess. Oh no, no, it's okay. Um, but when you speak of eugenics, you know you hear of Margaret Sanger, but you also have to talk about um the father of eugenics. Now I brought it up, but I you know pregnancy brain. I couldn't remember his name, but I his name is Sir Francis. Galton okay G-A-L-T-O-N and um he's mostly known for being a famous geographer but he's also credited with having invented eugenics um and as before uh, I said it before like supposedly eugenics is a science <laughs> that right. is about improving the racial stock so um basically they tried to make they they tried to use science to back up their racism and remember i told you uh charles darwin could Mm -hmm. also be considered a a eugenicist himself and he was also racist and sir galton or galton he used uh a lot of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution to try to prove quote unquote how eugenics is a real science and how um, there are racial differences which there are but he was using it as to like trying to infer that the only pure race was the white race and they were the superior race mm-hmm and he also believed, which this is where Margaret Sanger gets it from, that, you know, uh, in order to create and improve, you know, the racial stock of the world, you had to regulate marriage and procreation. And supposedly it was about, like, you know, the health of the health and the, and the, um, and being mentally superior but at the end of the day it was just codified language for trying to say that white people were the superior race um and it's so crazy that like you know he just gained so many followers and people who adhere to this way of thinking that they, that they can improve the human race by um depopulating what they call the undesirables right definitely definitely and you know it's still happening kind of happening today you know with the with the um when COVID-19 hit you had Bill Gates wanted to depopulate mm-hmm. you know the um the world the, the US you know it's like how in the hell why is some some people are listening to this dude who have no medical experience whatsoever and then also you have and we talked about this last time when you was on on the podcast mm-hmm. you know you had the politicians biden and and kamala harris wanted us to take the vaccine first uh no hell no you know it don't make no damn sense so it's kind of it's kind of sort of happening right now depopulating you know people getting you know, passing away with this vaccine and COVID, it's like history is kind of repeating itself. I mean, what mm-hmm. you think? Oh, absolutely. And it always does because people people refuse to look at history. They refuse to analyze it. Um, you have people straight up like, will be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. But it's like, how can you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? Right. 
and it's just, it's just crazy how um I, I just I just don't understand like you know how, how black people of, of the generations now can just so quickly forget everything that black people as a collective and as a whole have been through in this country and in this world and really believe that you know there aren't people out here trying to do us harm case in point you know and then like you and then it always comes out decades later like oh yeah she was trying to depopulate people through birth control and oh yeah this person was racist and was trying to do this but it's like it's always hindsight because we were we refuse to believe bad things about white people and we always give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. right right you know history is proving that you know you know history is proving that Right. For sure. And then you know? like, you know, these are these are the same people who would meet every year for eugenics conferences and literally it was called the International Eugenics Conference and literally scientists and business people and all these white people from all over the world. So I mean Germany, France, uh Great Britain, Belgium Brazil, Canada, Sweden, literally everyone was participating in this. And like um a lot of the times it was about how to depopulate certain populations. Wow. Yeah, they they even went through this whole thing in the 20s and the 30s where they they were pushing a policy to sterilize mental patients. But then they also pushed the sterilization of poor people. And they also, of course, were, were sterilizing imprisoned women just recently, either without their knowledge or forcing it on them. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Wow, this is this this is this is news right here to me. Oh yeah. These eugenics committees, they they um started what around what 1883, probably 18 definitely by the 1890s, they were up and rolling. There was a whole eugenics society, they wrote papers, they held meetings, not just conferences, there were whole like you know, colleges and schools put together just to study um eugenics and also a lot of a lot of what they were doing they were also studying black people because how can you like um in the art of war you know you have to know your enemy know thy enemy and in order to know them you study them so Mm -hmm. they study us and they've been studying us and they took it seriously like in a very scientific, methodical way, so they 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 studied us. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Why, um, they they did all those scientific experiments on us because they've been studying us and they've been trying to pinpoint our physical and mental weaknesses and see how they can break us down. Like, okay, so during slavery it was all about breaking down our our mental and spiritual but still keeping us physically healthy to uh to work their fields and to work in their houses and to do whatever they had us doing because they had us you know working on ships they had us working in mills they had us working in whorehouses they had us working on wharfs and on the river they had us working everywhere everywhere you could think of they had us um doing these jobs you know and um they you know as long as we were physically healthy you know that's all that's all the concern was 
and mm-hmm. they really would study like how you know how can you break you know uh, uh, uh you know by basically like making a slave how can you break someone mentally and spiritually yeah. without breaking them physically physically yeah right and that that came a lot into it um and it's just unfortunate that uh some black people refuse to acknowledge this about white people it's it's unfortunate that we refuse to read about it and study it and i'm like y'all we as black people we need to study we need to study ourselves the way white people study us most definitely we need to go even harder the way they study our history and the way they go over to africa to do digs and excavations and mm-hmm. all, all these anthropology um trips to where they go mm-hmm. to live with tribes and certain nations we need to study ourselves even more and also you know they over there you know tearing up stuff in some of the african continents oh absolutely you know and then you got apartheid you know what i'm saying apartheid you know nancy um i said nancy nelson mandela being in prison and and all that and and now you know it's not even them doing it anymore now it's the chinese Mm -hmm. and um and then um and you know dr amos wilson predicted this he was like a prophet because I was um I was um listening to one of his lectures on um via YouTube and he was talking about Chinese supremacy, how the Chinese is gonna go to the Af- Africa and rule and dominate and lo and behold, look what's happening. Mm-hmm. And and you got some Chinese living in Africa treating some of the Africans like shit, like mm-hmm. crap. So it's like like he's a prophet, like he knew what was gonna happen. And now, look, look what's going on, you know. And not only just the Chinese, historically speaking, you had the British, then you had the French, the France, right? You know. And, and what's so messed up is Haiti got paid them, but yet France came in and destroyed Haiti. So why in the hell Haiti got to pay them back for what? It don't make no damn sense, man. It don't make no damn sense whatsoever. That's that's the type of stuff that's sickening. P- pisses me off. Oh yeah, like, I really, yeah. I really don't understand that. Yeah. Haiti went into debt because France basically was like, "Oh well, we won't recognize you as an independent nation until you pay us back for the slaves we lost and for the damage, you know, the damages to white people's property um, in Haiti, and also because they embarrassed Napoleon Bonaparte, so he wanted to humiliate." you know, the Africans back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Wow. Supposedly, you know, at that time, he was considered the greatest general and tactician and strategist of his time. But mm-hmm. that so-called, these so-called savages, the, the same people you say are inferior and um stupid and like animals or children mm-hmm. they're kicking y'all asses all over Santo Domingo mm-hmm. so it's just it's just like you said it's, it's about knowing history and if you know history then you would understand why these medical institutions cannot be trusted this is nothing new um I wish they would stop acting like there is no reason for for black people, especially in America and actually everywhere because everywhere these so-called white liberals and these missionaries went, they brought disease and pestilence and death with them. Um, They brought smallpox and killed uh, villages and and wiped out small tribes. Um, These so-called yeah. polio vaccines in Africa that led to mm-hmm. extreme deformities or death or um, a lot of uh, children being miscarried or born, you know, stillborn. 
so why should we trust this and trust this vaccine and first of all I don't care how advanced technology is we still don't have a vaccine for HIV not a real one we still don't have uh, a vaccine that has uh, a high enough effectiveness rate for the for the common cold and influenza. Mm-hmm. So if influenza has been around for for God for centuries, and we still don't have a vaccine for that, but y'all want us to trust this mRNA injection because it's not like a typical vaccine. It's totally different. It's not like any of the vaccines we've taken before. But you expect us to trust something that y'all threw together in a right. few months and you told us, oh, well, that's because science has science and medicine has advanced. I'm like, well, tell that to cancer, HIV, the common cold, and flu. And mm-hmm. the flu. Since we right. so advanced, you know, t- right. tell that to them. Right, and, exactly. You know, I just, if they could just admit that they don't have all the information because this is something new. See, I would respect that more if they could just say, you know what, this is a new type of virus. We've never seen anything like it. It 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 has like, you know, a mind of its own. It's 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 smart, it's intelligent, it adapts, it changes, it mutates. I can respect that more than this whole, you know, that convince us convince us they know exactly what's going on and trying Mm -hmm. to convince us that they know what they're doing when in all actuality they're they're guessing because in hypothesis in science you, you learn that early on like second, third grade, sometimes earlier, depending on where you, where you attend school, that a hypothesis is just an educated guess based on a question. So even though it's educated, it's still a guess, right? Right, right. So you know, I can respect it more if they you know spoke on the fact that they they really don't know much about this virus. So that's why all of these unexpected things are happening and you know they're uh, you know they're still trying to like learn and catch up but no like they would rather you know pretend like they know you know what they're doing because you know it's like oh well you know if we if we show if we show them that we know what we're doing then they'll trust us. I'm like, no, that's not trust. Isn't just about that, but it's also it's about transparency. It's about being able to say, you know what, I don't know exactly what's going on, but we're working to find out. You know, we're researching, we're studying. you know, um, that the vaccine would work and, and all this just a few months ago, just last year. And they were like, oh, this vac, which to be honest, uh, I didn't believe it because with the numbers, like, I'm like, that's mm-hmm. like, yeah, the numbers can- were changing. The numbers yeah, were changing. but they were like, oh, you know, first of all, let's be honest. Most vaccines don't have really high effective rates. The vaccines are just there to stop you from getting seriously sick and seriously right. ill. So right. that's why when you get a flu vaccine, you might still get the flu, but you won't die from it. It's right. rare that you'll die from it because your body has already been introduced to a weakened strain of it, so it knows how to fight the flu. You know? Right. So... If that's why I was I I just that's why I didn't believe this so-called miracle vaccine that had, yeah. that had like a, a 80 to 90 effectiveness 
raid. I'm like, I'm like efficacy. I'm like, um, so how did y'all get this brand new vaccine to be so effective mm-hmm. when, you know, we've been getting flu shots since we were children <laughs> and, right. and people still get the flu. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can Google it right now and see um, how low the effective and efficacy uh, rates are on the, you know, the influenza shot. And let's see, look, the common cold is also a virus and they can't do nothing about it. Yeah, right. So it's like, why, did, why do we all of a sudden believe that they can, like, get rid of or eradicate you know this this new virus I think that's really um irrational and illogical because if that was the case y'all would have eradicated other viruses yeah this and this, like, virus, yeah. this virus ain't going nowhere but then also going, like yeah it, it's not I agree ain't going nowhere people say well, it's going it's going to go away. I said, no, it ain't going to go away now with this whole Delta variant and people. Now some people die Lanza. from that. Don't forget, they got the new one now, Lambda. What you say, Lanza? Lambda. Lambda. What, what's that? That's the new variant that they've been talking about. Yes. Oh my goodness. They already I, on a new variant. <laughs> and I and I heard that there's going to be a another variant in 2022. Yeah, they've also been talking about like calling it like uh, COVID twenty twenty two or COVID twenty two. Yeah, like what the hell? Yeah, it's just it's just unfortunate. But see, this leads me back to you have all this information, but you know this virus is changing faster than like you know common influenza, like you know the what we're used to. Or like the common cold. It's mutating faster. And I believe it's because of all of these so-called vaccines. Because at the end of the day, they are still experimental. They are still in the clinical trial phase. So, you know, they could be doing more harm than good. Yeah, it could be possible. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But um, I also wanted to uh, last time when I spoke of this, the white man who they called the father of gynecology. Remember, I told okay. you he used to experiment on black women. This yeah. is another reason why we don't trust the, the government and medical institutions because of men like him. He experimented on enslaved Africans and they named the whole, you know, uh, they, they named him the father of gynecology. His name was J. Marion Sims. I had pregnancy brain and I just could not remember his name. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, I remember that. I remember. I, re- I, re- I definitely remember, you know, definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, I, and I told you that he literally would operate and experiment because it's not just that he would experiment on enslaved African women. And this was not that long ago. This is the 19th century. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's just amazing how, like, how quickly we forget or how we say, oh, that's in the past. And I'm like, well, if they experimented on us in the 1890s and they experimented on us in the 1920s, and they experimented on us in the 1950s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, what makes people think they aren't experimenting now? Right. right. Like, you no, know, you like, know, they, 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 you know, they're experimenting right now. They, I, I, I don't think so. I know so. They're experimenting right now, mm-hmm. as we speak. Some people just don't know it yet, you know. Now, people saying that there's um lambda. You said how you pronounce it again? Lambda. Lambda, lambda, whatever. You know. Now that's now that's coming around. Now they and they talking about COVID, another variant in 2022. It's like 
How do they know all this stuff? What's going on? Where are they getting this stuff? Where where where's these new variants coming from? That's what I want to know. Right. Where are they coming from? How they know this stuff? You know, we know we all know that COVID came from China, but where this Delta variant came from? Where it came from? It just came out of nowhere. Soon as things starting to open back up, oh, this hits. Where it came from? It don't make no sense. It just came out of nowhere and just struck a nerve, struck a chord. I don't, right. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Well, all I know is that I, like, unlike a lot of these brainwashed Negroes who just anything that's on CNN or anything that a white liberal says, I, I don't, I don't agree with it. And this is this is another reason why. Jay Marion Sims, he operated on the same enslaved woman over 30 times, right? Mm-hmm. And he literally he wrote in his autobiography about when he was talking about like the results and stuff. And like he he talked about it like it was nothing. Like he was like her agony was extreme. She was much prostrated and I thought she was going to die. After she had recovered entirely from the effects of this unfortunate experiment, I put her on a table to examine. So he like, and he had, he literally had no guilt, no, no remorse. He didn't feel bad at all for experimenting. And he, and he calls it experimenting. He called it himself, experimenting on these slave women, on these enslaved women. Um, and it was, he had, um, he had several enslaved African women, but there were three that he operated on more than any of them. And he just kept experimenting and experimenting on these women. And mind you, he wasn't giving them anesthesia. He wasn't giving them laudanum. He wasn't giving them any kind because trust me, they had they had narcotics back then. They had them. That's why a lot of them white people back in the day were like addicted to poppy and uh, addicted to um, laudanum and other narcotics. They just um, we, they weren't easily accessible for black people. But he literally recorded and documented this as if he was operating on mice or sheep or orangutans or chimpanzees it was just it's just it's insane and right. then he claimed he, the women wanted the surgeries because they wanted to be cured and I'm like well considering the fact that most African women we even, even I'm, like even to this day now it might have changed with um so-called like uh technology and all this new education but but black women have uh ancient history of herbal remedies and healing their families and their loved ones and the people around them without all of this unnecessary experimentation and surgeries right and he like I said it's really like people have to like I just want to emphasize the fact that he conducted all of these experiments without anesthesia without painkillers without any way of trying to he didn't even consider you know um, trying to prevent them from feeling pain and think about that poor woman her name is Anarcha or Anarcha. Uh, she's the one he experimented the most on over 30 times. So imagine someone constantly cutting open your uterus or uh, one woman he pulled out her fallopian tube, no anesthesia, or um, trying to uh, basically what people consider cyst and fibroids. 
trying to cut those out of the uterus and cut them off the fallopian tube with no painkiller, with no anesthesia, and experimenting, trying to see different ways and different procedures to do it, you know, to perfect his technique. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's really sick. So he literally, he, he worked on these enslaved African women over and over again because he wanted to perfect his technique for white women. And when he finally did start uh, actually doing the procedures on white women, he gave them anesthesia. Mm, wow. We, we were always the guinea pigs since the beginning of time. Always. Yeah, always. We've always been. So, you know, I that's why um, I, I have an issue when people you know, try to ridicule or try to give you pushback on having a distrust and a distaste for white doctors and for white medical professionals and for white medical institutions when y'all literally have been documented to experiment on us. See, this was back when y'all had no repercussions or consequences and there were no laws. So white people felt, you know, free and and they didn't feel like it was something they had to hide. So they documented it. They actually, like this this man, J. Marion Sims, they were proud of the work they did. He was proud that he perfected his technique on these enslaved African women without anesthesia. Because, you know, he, it, it enabled him to operate on white women correctly. Because at the end of the day, that was their goal. They experiment on us and, and, and torture us and, like you say, treat and use us as guinea pigs to make sure that they can take care of, you know, of them, themselves and their people. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Wow. Man. So, yes. So, every time a woman goes to the gynecologist, you, any woman, you have African women to thank for all of those procedures and stuff that you can experience with little to no pain because of the pain and the torture of black women. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Pretty much. Wow. Yes. So all yeah. of these, all of those medical advances, all of those, um, you know, all of these uh, techniques that that so the so-called father of gynecology, you know, perfected. Um, he did on the using the blood and the bodies of black women and this this but he but this is the thing he's not the except the exception he's the rule it's not like he was you know it wasn't out of the ordinary or unusual this was the this he he was like any other white man he viewed Afri- enslaved Africans like any other white man would view mm-hmm. as people who were lesser than human and who they owned and could do whatever because they were property right like okay case in point Henrietta Lacks we talked about her yeah about we did how, you know to this day, they still use her cells to create. Her cells literally have saved the world because mm-hmm. she created all kind of medications and vaccines based on her cells. And even some of the work they've been doing on COVID, they've been tested it on her blood, on her, uh, on her cells. Because remember, her 
keep replicating, they don't die. Right. And they're still to this day. And honestly, I I, I think I remember her family was trying to um to sue the government because at the end of the day, uh-uh, y'all not about to keep experimenting with one of my ancestors. But like literally, this is why I say that they still view us as property because there should be no question on y'all giving back. You first of all, you took those cells from her without her permission or her knowledge, but then you refused to save her life when you could have. And then you still to this day still are using her cells from her body without her consent or the consent of her descendants. And y'all don't see anything ethically or morally reprehensible about that. So Mm -hmm. when when somebody wanna tell me Oh, you can you're a conspiracy theorist and you need to trust the science. Oh, no. the same science that, right. that that enabled a white man to perform 30 plus surgeries on a black woman with no anesthesia. Oh, you mean the same science that enabled a white person to let a black woman die but use her cells to experiment on? Oh, you mean the same science that studied the effects of syphilis for for generations in in, in southern rural communities while mm-hmm. lying and telling them they just had bad blood? Yeah, Tuskegee. Exactly. All that was science too. So you know yeah. what? I wouldn't even call it science. It was downright wrong. But it was all under the guise of science. So that's why I wish somebody would tell me trust the science. You know what? Run that on run that on someone who has no knowledge of history or knowledge of self. You got the wrong one here telling me to trust the science. You know what? Scientists also told us cigarettes were good not too long ago. Right. Scientists also told us using Johnson and Johnson baby powder was okay not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So they can miss me with that trust the science BS. Yeah. Especially with smoking, you know. And you know when they when you read a magazine and you see a layout of like Newport Newports or or Coos or or any type of other cigarette company, it tells you right down at the bottom a warning, right? Cigarettes causes lung cancer. That should tell you something right there. Why are we smoking? Right. Remember, I told you the only reason why they even put that on cigarettes and cigarette ads now is because they were forced to because they were exposed. Mm-hmm. If if a whistleblower never would have exposed the government and the cigarette companies, they would still be pushing cigarettes as if they were healthy. Literally, right. let's be honest. Why should I trust a government who is immoral, who will lie, who will cheat, who will be, you know, who will deceive? You know, I have every right to not trust and to distrust. And when it comes to black women, we have every right to distrust. A gynecologist and these doctors that we see, we have every right to trust them when our our, uh, maternal mortality rate is at 46.1% compared to white women who is between 11 and 13%. We have every right to distrust science and medical institutions when our children, our babies, our infants die at three to four times the rate of white babies in this country. Right. We are, black women are more likely to die from childbirth complications because you know why? They ignore us when we say mm-hmm. we're in pain. They think mm-hmm. we're just trying to get drugs. Um, right. 
they think that we feel pain differently and we feel less pain than white people. And at the end of the day, they're racist and they don't like us and they they are not we are not safe around them or with them. So as black women, I I implore you, please, if you can have birth at home or have birth in a birthing center, please do that. And if you can't, if you have to give birth in the hospital, please get a doula. If you can spend money on going out to the club and getting your hair and nails done, please take... Really be the, the difference between life and death. Seriously. Yes. Because when you're in the zone and you're birthing a child you are in a zone you need someone there to support you and to advocate for you and to fight for you and that's what doulas that's what birth keepers that's what birth so if you have no other option but to go to a hospital please please hire a doula and trust me there are black doulas out here who will work with you They'll do payment plans. I do payment plans. They'll um they'll try to see if they can get you like a, a grant or scholarship. Or they will try to find someone who can take you pro bono. So don't let not having money or not having what you feel is a lot of money stop you from getting a doula. They have doulas for every uh income tax bracket for every socioeconomic background there is someone who is willing to help you trust me I know I am a doula I'm in so many doula groups um, online and there are so many doulas who are literally looking for black women to help they are literally searching for black women to assist and they are literally literally that is their passion and their determination and their focus and their drive is to help black women have safe and happy healthy births to to stop having the this same traumatic experience over and over in these um like I said if you can get you a doula do not birth without a doula um if you need to look for a doula i would suggest going to black birth workers um dot com they, they also you can go to sister midwife productions or just sister midwife she has an online direct and you can i always post about these directories on my doula page sister yoni uh, on Instagram and Sister Yoni on Facebook. So that's S I S T A H Y O N I. And you will find uh, all sorts of information. Um, like I try to give tips, information, uh, support, laughs. You know, this, this birth journey is unique to each woman each woman has her own birth journey and each of us as black women we deserve to have a peaceful and a beautiful happy experience so um definitely you know follow me message me you know talk to me because sometimes a lot of times I just get messages from black women who just want to share their experiences I wish I could just tell you about how many women I meet and they were like, I really wish I would have known about doulas when I had my baby or when I, when I was pregnant. And you know, a lot of black women, they had no access to these resources. They had no idea about doulas and birth workers. So the good thing is we know now the good news is there are more black midwives and black doulas now and there are more black birth workers now so the the help is there the resources are there 
these women we are we are here for you and you just have to you know it just like you can get on your phone and get on instagram and just scroll you can get on instagram and find a doula i promise you yes 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 and before we conclude this interview can you tell the ministers once again for those that are here the first time where they can find you and follow you at okay you can follow my doula page it's sister yoni and it's s-i-s-t-a-h-y-o-n-i Yes, yes, yes. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find me, you can follow me on Instagram, which is coolmalik82. My Facebook page, my government, Malik Long, Twitter, even though I'm inactive on there, but you can still follow me, smoothmalik82 on Twitter. And also, I got a website for my podcast. The links for that is on my pages on my Facebook and Instagram. The link for it is on my bio pages on Instagram and Facebook. All you got to do is click on the link. It'll lead you right there to my website for my podcast. And if you want to be a guest, just hit me up on those one of those three social media websites that I just mentioned. Or you can email me at the cool podcast at AOL.com. That's cool podcast at AOL.com excuse me, AOL.com. I would love to have you on and we could talk about whatever that's on your mind. So we'll take and it from there. And he can there. sing, y'all. He can sing. <laughs> and she can sing too. She can sing too. Look, don't, don't put don't... me out there. <laughs> hey, 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 come on. You got talent too, girl. Come on, come on. Thank you. you I got appreciate talent. that. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. She can sing too. So, you know, she put me on Front Street. I'm going to put her on Front Street. It's all good. <laughs> It's all good. I, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, so uh, do you want to do a part three or it's up to you? Look, you I would definitely, whenever it's good, I would definitely come back because, you know, we just have these amazing conversations. You know, we both learn information from each other and mm-hmm. it's just a, a dope vibe. So, yes, I'll definitely do a part three. All right. All right. All right. Yes, yes, yes. It's it's. Once again, it was a pleasure to have you on the Cool Podcast with the Cool Brother Show. Empress so Note. Much for having me. Yes, you're quite welcome, Goddess. You're quite welcome. And you, my dear, you have a blessed night. Continue to have a blessed week and a blessed weekend, Goddess. Thank you. Peace. Peace and love. Peace and love, everyone. Peace.